everyone, welcome to this episode of the For Real Podcast. On the podcast, we talk about what we experience whilst we're practicing and teaching Kung Fu and Tai Chi and how it benefits our lives and the three parts that make us whole, the mind, the body and the spirit. Here next to me is Sifu Gwen Su, uh, founder of Jingmo Academy and also Mifaja. Ni What's up, Dan? Hi. Uh, whilst you're listening, everyone, if you have any questions or wonderings, we do have a segment where we answer those. Right now, we answer from Jingmoers because they know us. But if you're a random, feel free to s- <laughs> random. If you're randoms, feel free to send your questions and wonderings through to our email address for real at jingmo.com.au. F u r e e l at g i n g m o dot com dot a u. That's intro. I rolled it. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Okay. All right. All right. All right. First things first, Dad. Mm-hmm. What have we been noticing during our practice this week? Oh, this week. Yeah. This week I'm in week 91. Oh, almost there. I know. Only nine weeks to go to finish the was first it, was 100 quick? week. Was that quick? You call that quick, huh? Oh, I guess I wasn't doing it. Mm. Seemed quick. Well, it didn't seem quick in the first few months. Uh, but yes, only 91 weeks, nine weeks to go. This week I've noticed that um, my... At, uh, it's really odd actually because it hasn't felt like a long time and 24 you lose a day. I know I'm only needing to do 20 but I'd like to do a little more. It's three lots of eight. Yep. And... Since my last birthday, you lose the fifty-four. You lose in September. Oh, September. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, my yeah, birthday's okay, in yeah, August, sorry, sorry, but sorry. we we celebrated the day in. That's right. Yeah, September. Um, I I, f- I felt like doing eight you lose was having space to do eight you lose at a time was a very achievable. Like there was no pressure up until that point. It did, it did still seem like there's pressure to do it each day um and now i think the routine is set in and it's taken like 90 weeks it feels like my my with my current lifestyle you know that what we do during the days and classes we have and stuff like that and with your your brother and sister uh school life and daycare and whatnot it all seems like it works now so there's a routine and there's no pressure yep so um it seems a little easier now than before but that's about all i'm noticing i'm wanting i I want my body to hurt some more i don't know why it doesn't seem to hurt as much as it did before i I can't remember which podcast it was Mm. i was saying that my body really hurt and it wasn't it didn't seem that long ago yeah it was it was quite recent um then my choir really really hurt Mm. But now it's kind of, uh, it's just there. It's uh, easy work now. No, it's not easy work. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I wonder whether um, I I just need, maybe I need to move it up a notch. I don't know. Yeah. You know, with my the intensity of the training. I don't know. Yeah. But it's, um, the routine's there. Okay. The biggest noticing for me is that this week and last week, uh, there was a definite routine space. Yep. Right. Yep. Cool. Mm. What about you? I um I don't know lots. I think lots of factors, but mm. noticing I'm eating more in uh, the week. Mm. Like I was saying the other day, I, th- I eat more uh, different bursts in the day mm. compared to just the standard three meals. Mm. I don't know if it's the weather change is getting hotter now, so mm. I need to eat more. Um, or it's actually because I'm doing more. Mm. I know lots lots is happening around. Mm. But to share with everyone as well, um, I train seven days a week now. Mm. So Monday is Tai Chi, Tuesday is Kung Fu, Wednesday is Tai Chi, Thursday is Kung Fu, Friday Tai Chi. Saturday, um, we're here, I'm teaching, we're doing line dance training, that's my burst of exercise. And then Sundays I go for a five kilometer run, mm. and then Monday hit repeat. Mm. So yeah. So why only seven days? Because that's the only amount of days in a week, mate. That like actually got me. I was like, what? Yeah. Oh. Mm. Yeah. How, how come you haven't been posting as much on the daily practice project? 
Uh, I don't know, actually. Hey. I don't know. Mm. Don't know. Mm. But yeah, I've noticed diet. Yeah. Eating lots more. Mm. And I'm opposite to you. I'm actually really sore all mm. the time right now. Mm. And yeah. Um, I also noticed that recently when I started the 5K runs, I've only mm. been doing what, four, five weeks in a row? No, mm. three or four weeks in a row. Mm. Is that I broke past the barrier or it was like a mindset of I can't run. Mm. It used to like really, str- I used to really struggle with running. It's an Asian thing. Maybe. But I know I just did it and I actually found like some, um, some happiness in running. Yeah. You okay, man? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was good. I don't know. It was like, I don't know. Mm. Put my music in, go for a run, mm. go to, um, Burswood Park for those in Perth, Burswood Park and run around all the way past East Perth and come back along the new bridge near the Optus Stadium. Mm. I know I found like heaps of joy. Like, I look forward to Sunday mornings, waking up and go for a run, get my day started. Cool. And uh, a few weeks ago, I noticed that my, like my Jingmo, my Tai Chi training came into my runs. Mm. So it was, like, I was really tired, got I think I got through the halfway point of the run. I was mm. really tired, really struggling. And I noticed that uh, my mindset was, you know, like, all right, you should you should just stop and go, just walk. Mm. Or, you, you know, you don't have enough energy. Go get some water, like mm. taking a break or whatever, just stop. Mm. I was noticing that whilst I was jogging mm. and then um, realized that I was actually like kind of hunched over in my run. So I was looking down, hunched over, all right. running, but still jogging and just struggling with that. And then I think, I don't know, something happened where I kind of picked my head back up and mm. lined my head, stretched the crown of my head up, mm. dropped my shoulders back down, opened the choir, mm. and then my eyes were forward. It was crazy. Your eyes are... It was, it was crazy. Really? Yeah. So when you when you stood up, your eyes were forward? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then... So, so is there any time where you stand up and your eyes aren't forward? Well, when I was struggling, my head, my tunnel vision was going down. Oh. So I was looked up and then, yeah, just noticing and focusing on the choir and that training of my structure, understanding that um, helped me pull me through to the last 2.5Ks or whatever. Mm. There's, a, there's, a, there's a movie in that. What's that? Well, you described in. Just speak to someone about making a movie. It's really cool. What, that whole thing? Yeah. Oh, there's not already a movie? Probably is. Mm. It's probably like a f- several thousand versions of that yeah but yeah i've noticed that so diet and just i've enjoyed re- running getting mm. into that routine and how that how my training translates into the running and makes it more enjoyable and stuff mm. Mm. cool mm. i noticed you and tim were having fun pushing this morning yes yes um yeah it's good fun mm. it's good fun working on stuff trying to get in some more uh getting some more push hands during the week mm. and a lot of it I find is like I get the theories and principles mm. and then when I go to apply it on a partner, mm. what gets in the way is me. Mm. So I, I do the extra movements and I do excess movements where if I just stick to the, I'm trying to stick to the principle and, and application and I have to fight myself. So I have to mm. kind of keep, pulling myself back in that I want to, you know, use brute force to execute the move rather than stick to the technique mm. and stuff like that. So, process. Yeah. Yeah. Lots, lots going on in my mind. Mm. I'll put it down and then have it, can say it out better. What do you mean? Put what down? Put uh, my thoughts of my training down. On paper? On paper. Oh, yeah, cool. Because yeah, lots going on up here, mm. but can't ex- explain it as well as I want okay, right, right now. All right, well, questions and wonderings from Jingmoers mm-hmm. or others or randoms from Marty today. Marty. So, he says, good discussion Good discussion this morning in class about connecting the Ma and by extension connecting to ourselves. My takeaway was that getting into our Ma triggers or prompts an emotional and mental state that allows us to properly reflect and consider our response to an external situation, physical or verbal altercation, for example. Mm. My question for the podcast, have you found or developed a way to prompt that emotional and mental state without having 
having to get into your ma? Ah, very good. That's a good question, Marty. Um, for me, that's not a, a system or anything we have to do because, uh, you know, I, he, you ask whether I've come up with anything. I'm not that clever. I don't have to come up with anything. As a matter of fact, it's just a human thing. When we know what we're feeling, we're present to ourselves. And from being present, human, our human response will just continue. So, um, you know how we ask in our daily practice project to reflect first thing in the morning, how are we feeling, mad, sad, glad, scared, that's part of the emotional self. I like to keep it simple. I know that, um, for example, like when Marianne Simo, she uh, comes from a psychotherapy background, so she says there's six emotions. I say there's only four. I'm not saying that, that it's better. It's just that I like to keep it simple because it's easy for me to identify. Um, so at the moment I know what I'm feeling. Like this morning when I when I woke to come to class, I, um, I felt very excited, very sad, and very happy. Uh, and no frustration, no madness at all. So when I woke up and I knew that's how I was feeling, I was instantly present to myself. And then it's just a matter of doing what fits who I'm being. So the, the next system that I use is be, do, have, the three words in that order. Who am I being? What am I doing? And does it fit who I'm being? And then I naturally will have the results from that. There's a part of me that's attached to outcome, and I'm sure it's the same for you. You know, we always want to achieve more, get better, um, you know, have the, the have the coolest, latest peak design bag or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Um, have more subscribers on YouTube, you know, all that stuff. So for me, um, I, I, it takes quite an effort to let go of outcomes. Like this weekend, we've got Tai Chi Day and... I think I shared with you earlier in the week that I I have been constantly wondering whether I'm doing enough to promote the day. Mm. And that, of course, creates a pressure. So at some point, when I let go of having the right outcome, then everything just happens the way it does. Yeah. And uh, the, you know, the last Tai Chi Day we had, we had over 50 people here, and... I let go. I just went hands up. I've done everything I can. Uh, what will be will be. Uh, do you know that's a song title? No. Doris Day. Okay. Sada sada. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> You're wrong vintage. Yep. Um, and this time when we when we put it together, I I thought, well, you know, I'll do I'll do better than last time. And of course, it everything creates pressure. Yeah. But it takes effort. It, like for me, it takes effort not to be aiming for an outcome. I'm not saying that I, I just let whatever happens happens. I mean, we we still have to be responsible for outcomes and do the best we can. But there are things that we just can't control, so I have to let go of those. And that's the be do have. Am I doing who I'm being basically? Yeah. Mm. So. To answer Marty, really, it's um, Marty. There's there's no system. It's it's like if I th- if I thought there was a system to stay connected, uh, other than standing in your ma, then um, I I think I'd be lying to you because there's no system. It's a net result. If we practice enough, practice being present enough, eventually it becomes normal. And when we're present and reflective, then uh, you know, we're learning on the go all the time. Yeah. So it's not like we have to have the answers. We're, we're, I'm constantly learning on the go. And it doesn't mean I don't know enough. It just means that I'm human and I will make mistakes. And I'm constantly evolving. So to help me along the way, what I do is I practice being present to myself and part of my practicing to being present to myself uh, is my daily practice. At the moment, doing my 24 years a day. Yeah. Well, I guess um, coming from a non 
life. Uh, sorry, coming from a lifestyle that isn't reflective. Mm. Um, maybe, who? maybe Marty, who oh, ha- right. has before Jingmo, maybe hasn't thought about reflecting before. Mm. So maybe he's, he's searching for that. Mm. But I think uh, there is a system in that practice. Is mm. the system? Mm. Oh yeah. yeah, you know. So yeah. I, I, I was going to say that. To answer Marty's question, it's I think it's in all areas of our practice. Mm. Um, as you know, with the daily practice, that da- daily practice project, Marty, it's that we check in with how we're feeling, mm. then we do the actions, mm. and then we reflect on that as well. Mm. And all of that is the reflection. Mm. And once you do enough, that's why the daily practice is so mm. important. Mm. Is that because then every day you're practicing for yourself, mm. and I think once you get past the um, point of learning all the new stuff and mm. once you know like your body knows it mm. uh, I know for myself I use my practice mm. my we- my weapon drills my hand drills my yilu mm. to stay connected mm. not just the ma because the ma is all part of it mm. but I use that you know 10 drills 20 drills mm. not to just practice my skills mm. but to stay present because like for me, some days I'm just not feeling it, mm. whatever that may be, and I go and do practice intentionally just to f- get back into my body, and then I'm reflecting on how I'm feeling and how that changes. Mm. I guess that goes back to my running. I feel so great after running. It's a, yeah. We all know that exercise brings out good endorphins and stuff like that. And run, running for me right now is just it's good for you. Yeah, it's good for me. It's just mm. I feel so good afterwards, and the challenges during. Like I start, I feel good. Then in the mid, like it's a consistent, every week happens. I mm. start, I feel good. And then when I get tired, I don't feel good. Mm. I, I struggle and I want to give up and all that stuff. Mm. And then towards the end, that last sprint, I get to the end and I did it. And it feels great. Mm. Um, physically, but mentally I've just, I think I've given time to myself. Like no one else is there with me. I'm mm. running by myself. Mm. Emotionally, I I'm feeling you, great. I thought you started running with Lily. Uh, no, she's not. She's not coming with us. Oh yeah. Well, well, mum's there, but she walks, so I just la- go past and mm. wait for her at the end, because <laughs> she wants to walk. But yeah, it's just me. But then emotionally afterwards, it's so fun. Like I feel so great, and then that I think that in reflecting on that exercise, that's being being prompt that emotional and mental state mm. through the physical exercise. Mm. I don't know if I'm going around the bush here, but... <laughs> just, well, just around East Perth. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. But I think the system is our practice. Because mm. not, not, all, not all practices have all three parts. Yeah, true. But I think what Marty's asking probably is, well, what it sounds like is that if, uh, how do I do this outside of practice? Yeah, yeah. Have you developed? Yeah, have, have you I found developed another, another trigger? Way? Yeah, well, well, it's just doing more practice. It's more practice. Yeah, <laughs> it is actually. It's more practice. Yeah. I, th- I think if we, if we relied on um, a, a system, a trigger, or something like that, um, outside of practice, it might actually be might be that it's no. We're not present again. Yeah, like we're following uh, instructions. Yeah, from from something or some someone, and then we're not. We're not ourselves. No. So I think the practice, like you said, is is what um, like kind of like develops the the thickness, the ability to be familiar, just yeah. be familiar with the feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, in everyday life, when stuff happens, you know, like it does. Yeah. Um, you can see the difference. Well, feel the difference. Like when you're feeling good, when yeah. you're feeling connected, yeah. to something happens, you know, right? It could be an email, it could be someone being confrontational, it could be something happening at home, it could be relationships and whatever it happens to be. And you sound go, oh, shit, I don't feel the same. Mm. You know, I don't feel connected. What, what is that? And then you're, you're able to call on daily practice as a mechanism to support. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what I that's how I see it. Yeah. And that's what it sounds like you're saying. Yeah. Definitely. So m- more and more daily practice. I mean it's Yeah, I think you get you get used to being comfortable in the uncomfortable. Mm. So you have to actually you can't just say it. 
you got to have no. to kind of feel it and go, oh, this doesn't feel good, mm. and sit with that mm. and not, you know. That's really sh- hard. Shy. Yeah, it is. But mm. I think it's just that consistent because it happens every day. Just that consistent touching base with it. Mm. And then, like, things that um, challenge or scare us, but then once we do it a few times, it's like, oh, this is familiar, and I can, I know how this works. You go from there. Mm. Yeah. Drink break. No, no. You yeah, keep going. <laughs> All right. Well, the next point of content is videos I've taken from class. I've made snippets, called them my own little funny names so that I remember what we're talking about. Mm. If you guys are listening and you want to actually check these out and not watch the full episode of the podcast on YouTube at For Real TV, I'll chuck these snippets on Instagram because mm. they'll be... Hopefully, they'll be within a minute. If not, then sorry, you have to check it out on YouTube. <laughs> but um, the first one's called Why a Rabbit? Why a Rabbit? Why a Rabbit? Is this like Alice in Wonderland? Uh, yeah, maybe. Why a Rabbit? <laughs> so this one has um, two students plus you. It's Mahia and Kenzel working on a blue belt combination in the blue belt philosophy in our Jingmo curriculum. Mm. On a week, looks like a weeknight's training. Mm. So we'll watch it. It goes for five minutes. So you guys will get to hear. That's why I guess I want you guys to see it too, because um, I think the first little bit from what I remember editing it is about the t- technique and the striking. So you'll just hear the pads being struck oh, and, right. not, and not mm. see Mahi um, doing it. So, mm. like I said, I'll chuck it on Instagram so you guys can check it out cool. as well. All right, here we go. All right, so now you're watching the pad, but I want you to see the feet without looking at the feet. Try. Yep. Yep, come right down the middle. Yep. Okay, good. So now you must strike the pad before Kenzel's right foot touches the floor. Okay. No, before. Not before. No. So the feeling, the feeling at the moment, so you're stepping in. So let's, let's, I'm going to be you, you be me, right? So you step in with your right foot. We'll set it up so exactly the same. Step in. That's it. And step back. Step in. And step back. Step in. Yeah, be strong. Step in. That's it. Step in. Good. Step in. So I want to catch you before your foot touches. So it's a very different feeling. I'm not any stronger. I don't even hit. All I have to do is capture that time and space. So as you step, I'm going like this. Before you get there, I'm actually going in. Yeah. All right? So this is part of maximum power minimum movement. This is part of be calm as worn and late, move as a rabbit released. Do you get it? That's your philosophy. Yeah? Zheng yu wu sui, dong yu tu to. Can you say that in Chinese? Zheng yu wu sui. Zheng yu wu sui. Zheng Yu Wu, sorry. Zheng, Zheng. Zheng Yu Wu, sorry. Yeah, Dong Yu. Tut To. Yeah, so Zheng means be calm. So when we Zheng Di Lei, we say in Cantonese means calm down, everything's all right, okay? Zheng Yu, Yu means to be like, okay? Zheng Yu, hmm, actually it's more than to be like. It's, hmm. It's, yes, no, B is okay. It's not look like you're calm, it's actually be calm. Okay, Zheng Yu Wu Sui, Wu Sui is a large lake that is wide and deep. Okay, so there's a whole lot of characteristics about a, a lake as versus the ocean, for example. Okay, and we'll talk about that later. Dong Yu, Dong is the opposite of Zheng. Zheng is I'm calm, Dong is I'm, I'm acting. Right, it's action. You tut to to is a rabbit. Tut means a rabbit released. It's being held, and let it go. So, that's just like you. That's what we want to think about. We want to embody this philosophy within our blue belt. Okay. Dong you tut to when you move. Tell me about that. Move is a rabbit released. Is a rabbit powerful, like by comparison to other animals? No. Is it fierce? Is it deadly? So a rabbit 
why a rabbit? Why does this philosophy talk about a rabbit? It's a fighting philosophy. Why is it not a tiger or a leopard or bear or crocodile or rhinoceros? What is it about the rabbit? Describe the characteristics. Yes? Sudden movements. Sudden movements, yeah. Very good. He knows where he's going. Yes, he knows where he's going. Yeah. yeah. Is he predictable? No. no. Unpredictable. So tell me about this passiveness of a rabbit. A rabbit's not going to kill us. It's not a deadly animal. It's not poisonous. Why do you think a rabbit's used in this philosophy? How is that going to be a benefit to us? Why? Why a rabbit? Our movement is not dictated by our need to destroy another. We're not a predator, right? We're responding to conflict and we're responding in such a way that it's not about counter-attack. We're not fighting. It's really, really important that you get this. That as you're doing your technique, you're not trying to hurt someone, you're not trying to harm somebody, you're trying to embody and express a principle. Now when you can do that, it actually means there's logic involved. When we use logic, then we can tap into compassion and empathy. When we don't use logic and it's about survival, there is no compassion and empathy, there is only survival. So we will harm another in order to survive. We don't need to do that. Right? The whole part of this journey in the intermediate level, blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, is to learn how not to respond from violence. How do we stay present to ourselves and be able to deal with this conflict without using violence? That's why it's a rabbit. Got it? All right, so now you need to be able to deliver your pox out to Kenzel before his right foot touches the ground, but not hit him any harder than when you were before. You're gonna do exactly the same pop. It's a timing thing. Okay, let's give it a go. Okay, so I, I called that why rabbit. So Why the rabbit? Why a rabbit. A rabbit, okay. Like you said in the video. So, um, embodying a principle instead of thinking about harming another. Mm. That's what you said as well. Mm. What comes to mind again when you rewatch that video of yourself teaching the blue belts? The blue belts. The blue belts. Mm. Well, first of all, sorry, Mahi, you're actually a purple belt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not colorblind. I can tell the difference I'm between blue. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Been trained blue and purple. No, I'm colorblind. <laughs> you can see red, but you can't see green. No, I can see all colors. Oh, okay. You don't understand. <laughs> Don't understand me. Man, back on track. Okay, Why sorry. a rabbit? Why a rabbit? Well, I, I wasn't the one to come up with a philosophy. Philosophies uh, created by men and women a long, long time ago. This one was... Um, uh, I don't know what, what the origin... I, I don't know who originally mm. spoke this. Uh, but it's been contextualized into our Kung Fu. So means to be calm as water and lake. Move like a rabbit released. And my question to Kenzel and Mahi was why do they think it's a rabbit? And why not a tiger or a leopard or what I say? Bear. Is crocodile. And crocodile. I don't know why I say crocodile. But that's not a Chinese animal. Um, but why, why not a predator animal? Yeah. And like I... We only have our own interpretation, yeah. and that's the good thing about philosophy is that it triggers thought. Mm. No one's really right. No one's really wrong. It's just interpretation of the trigger. Mm. So being um, move as a rabbit released, one of the things for me that's really clear is that um, my practice is about protecting myself whilst not harming another. That's really clear to me. So it makes perfect sense all those decades ago that a rabbit was put in place in this philosophy. And uh, when, when this philosophy was chosen, and I remember the time, it was um, 
must have been nineteen late nineteen eighties. Eighty six. Eighty six. No, it wasn't it. It was after eighty six. It was about eighty nine, maybe nineteen ninety. Um, all those decades ago, when this philosophy was put in place, I remember I really liked this philosophy and said, "Yeah, this this is this one fits here in blue belt." Because that's up until that stage, there were no uh, uh, specific philosophies for each belt level. Okay. And uh, Dicey Hing Graham and Yisi Hing Bill, Sam Singh David, they're all members of the upset uh, with me. And we sat at a table with myself and your yeah, yeah. And we said, I said, we need philosophies. We need to, to be able to like, lay a foundation for each belt level. And the philosophy has to reflect that. Yeah. And then we add all the doing stuff. So it's the be, do, have. And I didn't know back then that's what I was aiming for. But I said the first thing is we've got to have a, uh, a theme for why we're practicing. So that's the B. Yeah. And in this case, be calm as water and lake. It actually, the words are in the English translation. And move like a rabbit le- released. There's no, there's no attack. Yep. So... It's the first philosophy in the system that talks about a state of being that isn't about self-defense. Mm. It's not about hitting someone. It's not about attacking. It's not about defending. It's, it's not about countering. Nothing. It's just being. Be calm so that you can move like a rabbit released. And for me, it, it worked because a rabbit is not a predator. Yep. But it's very clever. It seems unpredictable to me. And I have a unique experience in that when I was a kid, um, my dad and my uncle, who you've never met before, okay. used to go um, shooting kangaroos in Queensland. Okay. It was when they were deemed vermin and, and there was a, there was, you, know, you got a license and you went on farmer's land and they wanted X amount cold. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a very different world. Um, but anyway, um, on two occasions, Dad had caught me um, a pet rabbit. Crazy thought, because it's a wild animal. They both died because they, they weren't in a natural environment. Or they've gone from being out in the bush to in a box, yep. being fed lettuce awesome. and carrot. Yeah, no, it's, no. Now I think about it, it's not awesome. But I was very grateful back then because... Uh, I had my own pet. Um, so f- so it, it made perfect sense. <laughs> you think about it, crazy stuff, right? What if the animals, what if the rabbits had a disease? <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know, man. Well, you know. And I remember actually, yeah, yeah, used to catch turtles for me. When? Do you remember? No. We were living in Kenwick. Really? Yeah, he'd go to one of the rivers or lakes or something and bring me back an illegal... Long, long neck turtle. And the illegal, no. Well, I'm sure you can't just go pick a turtle out of its out of its habitat. natural habitat, yeah. and it's being legal. Yeah. No. So, don't you remember that? No. No, I remember. Okay, cool. Because it's stinky. Stinky. Stanky. St- <laughs> st- <laughs> stanky. Stinky turtle. Yes. Okay. You don't remember that? No. Oh. Do you have a philosophy that involves a turtle? No. Turtle. Turtle. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so for me, let's get back to it. Thanks yeah. for, for for that memory. I no, don't know. That's cool. So anyway, so Dad would, had caught me these rabbits. And so I, it worked for me because in Blue Belt, it was very much like the focus was away from hitting pads and being aggressive to starting to be skillful. Like, it's, use your body this way. This is maximum power minimum movement. You know, techniques were weird you know, when we first learned them in Blue Belt because yep. they're, they're so, uh, so uh, n- not human movements. Whereas, you know, the Poxel Gaotre, they're like punches. Yeah. yeah. So, Black Belt to Green Belt, it was, it was familiar movement. There's a few unfamiliar things, but fundamentally familiar. And then you get to Blue Belt, and it's like, whoa, this is really different. Mm. And, um, so the philosophy then was slotted in there and the unpredictability, it's not like, I don't know, I don't know. This is me making meaning because no, no one can say what a rabbit's thinking. But 
how I see the philosophy working is when I'm watching my opponent, whatever that challenge happens to be, watching my opponent move, I am making decisions based on their movement and timing and not based on my intent on hurting them, the aggression. So it's about a skill and, and reaching a time in, a point in time and space to um, have my movement touch that point, right? So I, I'm focused my attention on a skill and an outcome for me, like that's what I want there, versus uh, I don't like you and I'm just going to hurt you. You know, that's, that's two very different stands, I believe. And I think that um, what's probably happening for rabbit is some, some intuitive responses. So they, they feel like they're going to be grabbed, so they start moving. And they move in a direction that seems like it's going to be counterintuitive to what's coming towards them. Yeah. So, and, but, but never at any point do they, they want to come and grab my throat and <laughs> <laughs> chop your leg off. <laughs> bite, bite your B- leg off. Bite my leg off. Yeah. So, you know, that's, for me, that's why it works really well. Yeah. Okay. I, I, in that lesson, I'm sure I spoke about Monty Python's. You did. Rabbit. I cut that out because you, I didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. But do you get it? No. You, see, you cut it out because you didn't get it. Not because my yeah, my it. it was an awkward pause in the video, so I oh, cut it out. A, yeah, but it's funny. Well, the guys that know on Monty Python understand about because I said you know unless, rabbits unless ra- you're, unless you're Monty Python's, Python's rabbit, and sure. he looked at me going, "What is Sifu talking about?" Yeah, had no idea. That's like two whole generations away from. Yeah, you haven't searched up what Monty Python's rabbit is. No, man, you're missing out. No interest, mate. Oh. Alright, anyway, next video <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I called this one As I'm editing Called No Grunting No Grunting No Grunting Okay Here, mm. we, go. here, we, here we go, here we oh. go. Power, power is not a result of effort We all think power is a result of effort So we fudging And we want to And we create effort Okay We're doing our combinations <clears throat> and we, we create effort. Power is not a result of effort. When I hear you guys grunt, it's already a problem because you're emotionally involved in the strike, right? The grunting should be a breath. Power is part of an equation. So when we follow the structure and we follow the principle, like my struct, my intent, where I'm going, kill ma geng san hei. So kill is the connection, ma is our stance, san is our intention. Geng is our, uh, we say forward driving power, okay? And hei is our breathing. When we have all five of those things, then we result in an effective strike. Part of that effective strike is power. Not all of the effective strike is power. The power is a natural result of all of the moving parts. One of which is just the principle that I'm working on and the second one is what is the intent of this movement? Just the intent. So it's like fighting. If you want to hurt somebody or defeat your opponent, then you're already in trouble. If we are defending ourselves, then our only goal is to follow the principle. When we follow the principle of our movements, it's no longer personal with this other individual where uh, they, they hurt my ego or they're about to hurt my being. So I'm going to now, because they did that, I'm going to hurt them back. So it's the tit for tat thing. There's no space for anything else. If we keep our mind on the logic of what's happening, then we've got everything left to connect with our compassion and our reasoning. If we attach ourselves to our fear, 
then we've got nothing left for anything else except survival. So the grunting should not be, and you've, you've got to watch yourself, right? Reflect on this. If the grunting is about effort and power, you're heading in the wrong direction. It should just be an expression of the body's function. When I shh, I breathe out. Not that. That's two different things. Okay, does that make more sense now? Cool. Let's go. All right, so that was no grunting. Mm. We're talking about um, the expression of breathing, mm. instead of uh, what I made, I was there, what I made of it was kind of holding everything in and mm. feeling like I'm powerful, mm. but instead letting it go, mm. be part of what I'm trying to do. Like you just said about mm. the why the rabbit, mm. it's the intent of mm. the movement. Mm. What, what, what else to, what comes to mind when you rewatch that? Well, at that moment, I didn't, I couldn't recall Newton's law, but Newton's law of force, because in fighting sense, we talk about power. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in a physics sense, that re, that then resembles force. So Newton's law is uh, force is a result of mass times acceleration. So you have a larger mass accelerating faster, you end up with more force. What what happens when we get em, um, emotionally uh, affected is that we we interrupt that equation. So if I want to be um, as forceful, have my maximum delivery of power, then I have to just allow the physics to happen, mm. right? Now, every time I grunt... And in the sense of what we saw in the video, what the grunting was, was a holding back of, uh, or the interruption of that particular equation. So how do we not hold back? Because we do, we, it's like we're our own worst enemy. We, we want to do better, and in wanting to do better, we do less, we do worse. We don't do better, because I, I get emotionally involved in this particular strike. Mm. And it's no longer about the skill, but it's about my um, my ego is hurt, or uh, how dare you, what, whatever the, the thought pattern is happening. Uh, and then, of course, we end up putting the brakes on, and it's no the acceleration doesn't happen. Yeah, uh, our mass is in the wrong place. You yeah. know that type of stuff. That's what I kind of meant about at the start. We talked about my push hands and yeah. how I'm kind of interrupting myself. I'm holding myself back. Yeah, in that the humanness takes over sometimes and mm. you know i want my partner to be on the floor yep. in this particular move yeah so my body ignores the technique or principle and yep. i try and get to the end before i've be done everything else yeah yeah that's right and it doesn't work no it's it doesn't a, it's a standoff then yeah rather than just allowing well, the equation to happen yeah well yeah. it's a struggle isn't it yeah yeah um so then the next once we get once we get through that part then what what I can see, what I've discovered is that when when I am able to allow just physics to happen and follow the principles of any particular technique or strike or whether it's Kung Fu or Tai Chi, whatever it is that I'm following as this principle, then it leaves me space in the head. Mm. And the space in my head then, because I go from the base of my brain where my survival instinct is, when I start following principles, I have to do that from the front of my brain. So I go to my logic sense, the frontal cortex, frontal lobe. Once I'm there, then uh, I've discovered that I then have space to be compassionate and to be empathetic. So all of a sudden then, uh, I've got more space to then take in what is happening outside. And... Uh, it allows me then to be more, um, more measured in my responses, and I can yeah. almost foresee um, an action I'm going to take that is doesn't fit who I'm being again. Yeah, and it happens all the time. Mm. Like it happens in families all the time. Yeah, in our well, it happens in our family all the time. At least, uh, I encourage you kids to be um, honest and open and say whatever's there and and. You know, 
express yourselves and sometimes um, that means that it's not doing what mum and dad want you to do mm. and then we've got this tug of war you've probably seen it when Isabella's going at full throttle yep. um, and I love it I love the fact that she can do that and William right now he's just a toddler and he's doing that all the time mm. so I get uh, a chance to be able to watch myself like several times a day every day as I get triggered by this stuff that's happening. And it's no different to between adult to adult as it is to adult to child. Yeah. No different because my responses are just human responses. Yeah. So uh, uh, not coming from the survival instinct is crucial to all of it. And I think that once we hear ourselves uh, grunt and that grunt then starts to... Um, weave itself into our movement that's not about breathing but about effort then we're slowing ourselves down mm. we're actually doing the complete opposite of why we think we should be doing it yeah so in our training whether it be kung fu or tai chi it's, the breathing is important there's no grunting in there yeah the breathing is important i think the grunting is what we put meaning to we take the breathing and we make it more expressive yeah. and we put meaning to it. Yeah. So it's knowing that when that happens, you can peel it back. Yeah. Um, but just keep using like all of that freeway until the point starts to bottleneck. And the bottleneck is when... The merge. The merge. Perth can't do very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the bottleneck is... The first sign of the bottleneck is when we try to manipulate stuff outside of the principles. Yeah. When when we want to take control of Newton's law, for example. You know, yeah. It's, uh, that's where the bottleneck happens. Mm. Okay. Mm. Really good. Well, third, third and last video content. Yeah. Like I said, I'll post these on our Instagram at For Real Official for you guys to see just this snippet if you're interested. And I can see and you too. Can't, and you can't hear. I mean, and you can't see what's going on at the moment. Uh. Um, but you can hear lots of it, so that's good. What do you mean can't see? They can see if they're watching the... If they're watching. But if you, oh, if, you're if listening, they're listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, next one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, trying to work it out. Yeah. One of the things that um, I discovered also is that if I miss a piece, not to go back to the beginning to see if I can remember it, just skip it and go to the next piece I remember. So you end up having two pieces and then you have a gap in the middle, right? So you're never missing out on repeating the things that you do know. And then what you can do is you can find myself or one of the other instructors and say, I'm missing this gap, right? And then we can piece the two together for you and then it becomes one track. I know the, the feeling of, oh, I don't know it, so I'm not gonna go any further until I work this out and go back to the beginning. But you know, often what I hear is that comes with a very mean undertone, like you don't deserve to go any further, so I'm gonna hold you back until you can. And that's like an undertone that probably you might recognize from school. You know, like if you don't get this, you don't get that type of thing, and you can't do the next bit. But in actual fact, if we look at it from a Tai Chi principle of turn every push into a pull, if I go forward, it actually encourages me to figure out what that last piece was. So it's encouraging to go past that point because I feel that I've got something that I want to collect rather than it's discouraging because it's now punishment that I can't go any further. Do you get it? It's so like, you know, when you do something wrong at school, you go do 20 push-ups. Like, why would you punish a child with something that's good for them, right? So that, that association thing. So my suggestion is when you miss a piece, like it's, so it's good in class because you can figure out from someone else. But when you're at home by yourself, if you miss a piece, just miss it, go forward until you recognize the next piece and just keep building it, okay? All right, so I called that one building piece by piece. Mm. Also re-watching that one. What, what do you want to add or um, expand on with that video? Um, I, I really, I can relate to what Ashwita was saying that if, when, because she's only just started learning. Mm, I couldn't actually hear what she said because she's so far away from you ah, and okay. the microphone. Yeah. Um, well, her, her thing was that, um, she would stop when she f 
got to a part where she can't remember yeah. and then not can not go past it yeah. to practice the things she does remember. So there's a gap in between. Okay. And that gap is what stopped her. So then she started to forget what was happening back here as well. And I said, well, I got that too when I first started learning um, practical method um, that it, it was almost like um, if I don't know this part, then it's not worth – I don't deserve to practice the other bits – and that um, that punishment was was really uh, inhibiting my. It's not very kind. Basically, it's not very kind. So what I encouraged her um, to to look at is the possibility of well, I know part one, I know part three, four, five, and seven, but I've forgotten part two and I've forgotten part five. So. Just leave those out. Do do everything, and then when she comes to class or she has an opportunity to ask one of our team, then she can get those two pieces. And yeah. what that is is that's supportive. That's more of a um, coming from a loving stand rather than a fear base yep. of if you don't know it, you don't deserve to know it type thing. Um, and yep. for me, that really helped because it it encouraged me to practice more rather than discourage me. Yeah. Because I, I hear lots of people also say, look, I don't know it well enough to practice at home and I don't want to um, embed Do it wrong. bad mistakes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, for I me... that, that all the time as Yeah, well. yeah. It's not, not... not I don't see that as being true. Yeah. Like, yes, we all make mistakes. I'm still making mistakes. Yeah. We're always evolving, growing and improving our skills. Yeah. There's no such thing as perfect, perfect. Because we're human. Yeah. So let's just practice. Yeah. As simple as that. Yeah, I was and just going to say there's that, there's that big thing with getting it right, getting it perfect before yeah. you get to the next section. Yeah. Where, yeah, it really does limit you, limits me. Yeah, it's very Because limiting. then, you know, we all know that there is no such thing as perfect. So no. when are you ever going to get there then? Yeah. Well, the li- the thing though I think I- to acknowledge is that for each of us there's there's – uh, unsolved mysteries and all of that stuff. Yeah. Like there's a reason why we don't go further than where we know and there's a reason why we have the logic that's in place and I encourage everybody to um, to investigate, right, and find support around that. Talk to friends, talk to family, talk to professionals if they need to to try to work out what is that underlying story that keeps holding us back. Yeah. And keeps replaying the same story. So it's like same story, different people, different times, same story. And we get tired of that stuff. Um, but it takes it, it takes courage and action to actually shift it, mm. right? So, you know, everything is, I, I see is, everything, at least in my life, my experience, it's just, it's the same pattern, just whether it's bigger or smaller. Yeah, and what part of my life? But it's actually the same pattern. So, and sort out the pattern. Yeah, everything flows. Yep. Great. I just took a look at the screen. Yes. I have put put down two notes, two two notes, two quotes today. Yeah. That I thought kind of relates to practice. Uh huh. And just that we're on this topic now. The first quote was. Mis- you didn't show me these quotes. Though. No. Mm. The first quotes were: "Is mistakes are proof that you're trying." I'm very, <laughs> very good. Is that crazy or what? That is crazy. Yeah. So what I read into that, you know, that's the only that's the only bit of the quote. Mm. What I read into that is that it's okay to keep going and make mistakes, mm. and it's just that you're doing it. That's you're right. Trying mm. instead of holding back and being trying to be perfect. Mm. But yeah, that's a pretty good quote. It's crazy. That is crazy. All right. Uh, sorry. It's crazy that you know. Um, haven't discussed these quotes beforehand and we're just talking about that topic at the same time. Mm, that's amazing. Well, second last quote. Okay. Second, second last, last quote. The last quote. Oh, right. Okay. The last quote. Are You're ready? so Asian sometimes you ready? when you speak. The second last quote. You can't change the ocean or weather no matter how hard you try. So it's best to learn how to sail in all conditions. Mate. <laughs> Can you say that again? Well, if you stop staring at me, it's like weirdly. <laughs> you can't change the ocean or weather, no matter how hard you try. 
Mm. So it's best to learn how to sail in all conditions. Ah, yes. Okay. I, um, how do you see that relates to praktos? Ah. Well, I see it more relating to life. Okay. Particularly in, in, in what I am noticing in my life at the moment. I discovered last year that um, I had a, a story, a very big story that I cannot improvise. Okay. Right, and that story f- washed over the fact that um, it also washed over and affected my ability to count. Okay. So not only could I not improvise, but I couldn't um, add or subtract. I was bad with money. That that's the story, right? Um, and w- over this last year, I I like everyone else. I thought I'd play with having a New Year's resolution. Yeah. And my New Year's resolution was I'm improvising this year. Okay. So uh, what I was only discussing of Marianne last night was that it feels like that we're in the best position we possibly can be right now for the current economic climate. So we, we talk about the the um, business side of sustaining the academy and the service that we offer. Um, it's really tough out there. Like, we're already in a tough industry, but also for the last five to seven years, Western Australia, Perth in particular, has been under a whole lot of financial pressure, economic pressure. And it is, I won't, uh, I won't pretend it's really tough staying in business. Um, but the fact that we are so nimble now, like we used to be, no, I'm boring you now. No, all good. Okay, <laughs> we used to be, we used to be really big, as in a mass, as a mass. You know, like uh, commercial premises, uh, full time staff. You know, all of this stuff comes with a mass, and it's really hard to be nimble when you're a big entity. Yep. So, uh, I think it, th- what came to my mind last night talking to Marianne was it feels like guerrilla warfare. Okay. You don't know what it is either. No. Okay, look it up, Google it. Um, but for me, I make it mean that I use the words guerrilla warfare as in um, being being um, nimble, small, nimble, survival, and just improvise, constantly going like water, going where least resistance is, uh, but always heading in the same direction, right? So the water will always head in the same direction but it will find its every nook and cranny and every crevice to travel through. And that's how I see our business right now, that we're small and, and nimble and light and we'll go wherever it is. Like if I want to create more classes, I just create more classes. I, I thought, well, why don't I just teach on Sundays as well? And she goes, but you won't have a day off. And I said, what's the point of having a day off when if we're struggling at home? Yeah. Right? So... Let's do that. And it's, it's so easy. It's like it can be anywhere. It doesn't have to be here. It can yeah. be anywhere. Um, so we're, we're so mobile, basically. Mm-hmm. And light meaning that we, we, don't ha- we, we haven't built this on a whole lot of expensive infrastructure. Yeah. You know? So I see that quote as being quite fitting for me, um, particularly in the place where where I am right now in my life, um, both personally and professionally, mm. we kind of just can go where there's least resistance whilst always heading the same direction, not no, never selling out, not not doing something completely different, yep. um, not changing our our beliefs and not selling out on our on our core principles. Yeah, uh, we just this the principle of who we are is. Uh, people and as a community and as an academy, we just keep following that, and we're able to track our way through. Mm. You know, that's that's it for me, really. Yeah, I I see it in kind of relating to Marty's quote, yeah, or question today, in that um, being more um, de- using the practice to prompt that emotional and mental state without um, just being getting into your ma, but using all the practice. Mm. So 
you know, we can't control, well, at least I think I can't control everything that's around me no. outside my my body. So that's kind of like taking control of the ocean and weather. I can't do that. No. But what I can learn is to notice for myself what's going on for me mm. through my practice. Mm. And then I can sail through all the conditions that mm. and obstructions that come before mm. me and, and go from there. Because mm. I've got all the tools I need. Mm. That's how I see it mm. when I saw that quote. Mm. And I put it down. Cool. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode today. Okay. Does any... Does any... Does any... Before we sign off, do you have any final words for the peeps yes. listening? What's yes. that? Yes, I do. What's that? Tai Chi Day on Sunday. They won't. They won't. Oh. This will be out next week. Tai Chi Day will be over. Oh. I hope you enjoyed yourself on Tai Chi Day <laughs> on Sunday. Last Sunday? Yeah. Mm. No, I don't have anything. You do that every time. <laughs> do you have any final words? No. Well, no. Yeah. No. No, I don't have anything. Okay then. Nothing. So, you peeps watching and listening, you can check out some more Furil content on Instagram and on YouTube. Mm. Instagram is Furil Official and YouTube is Furil TV. Once again, whilst you're listening towards the end here, if you have any questions and wonderings, you can send it through to our email address, furil at jingmo.com.au. F U R E E L at G I N G M O.com.au. But anyway, once again, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Cool. Thanks. See ya. Hoo-yah!